five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of America.com. My name is Rich Doc Hayden, and I am here with Harpo. And here we are. It is a beautiful, beautiful day in Los Angeles. I was just talking with Harpo, and it's a beautiful day in Georgia. What did you say? You said it was 75, no humidity, clear skies? Oh, yeah, it was clear skies, nice breeze. Perfect. 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 Now, the beautiful weather here in L.A. and in Georgia um, belies potentially some storm clouds on the horizon. So right now, as we record, the... Trial for police officer Derek Chauvin in the uh, George Floyd murder case has just gone to the jury. Uh, we don't know what it's going to come back with. When this episode posts, perhaps we will have an answer. But the with everything bubbling up and boiling, what we wanted to talk to you guys about today is inflammatory comments made by politicians in the last week. And we have two in particular. One on the left that we're going to discuss and one on the right. So I'll go ahead and get it started with the comments by Marjorie Taylor Greene on the right. Now, Harpo, she is from Georgia, correct? She is. And She's not in my district, but she is from Georgia. And she is, if I'm not mistaken, Northwest Georgia, correct? Correct. What Marjorie Taylor Greene has proposed is creating an America First caucus in uh, the House, which would be a hard right caucus of uh, Republicans who put America first, and this basically put Anglo-Saxon culture uh, ahead of other cultures, ahead of immigrants, ahead of other cultures in the U.S., and prioritize it. And it's essentially it's a pretty racist policy, putting everybody above everybody else. Harpo, have you had a chance to um, read about it? What do you think? Yeah, I read up on a little bit. I don't know if it's if her demeanor is to, to be racist, I'll have to read up some more on it and, and figure out on that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, there's really not much much news around here about it other than what, what you see on the, the big media. There's nothing in the local news about what she's doing as of right now. I mean, she's just one mouth in a big old Congress. Mm-hmm. Seems like you could put a camera in front of any congressman or congresswoman and it's going to make headlines mm-hmm. if they say something that nobody agrees with. That's the way it's being. Well, her her comment... Now, let me let me take... To be completely fair, she has walked this idea back a little bit. And, again, by the time this posts, this may be old news, though I do think that she's shown a pattern of this. But the uh, this kind of piggybacks on some of Tucker Carlson's recent comments around the idea of replacement theory... Um, which is the idea that the Democrats are trying to replace the current electorate with voters from the uh, third world. And the Anti-Defamation League has called for Carson's firing. I'm reading this from an article. And I guess it's the idea that you know immigrants and minorities are going to come in and basically replace white people, which is kind of absurd. And it's this idea of it's kind of actually quite frankly racist and xenophobic idea of. I, mean, I don't know if he's just saying about it about white people. I mean, it's Americans in general. That, that, I mean, it's not just the white people. I wouldn't think they're worried about. It's just Americans in general. Well, you know, see, I'll tell you what's kind of. I think because it's a white lady from down south Georgia. 
people, I mean, we get, you know, we get profiled as racist, you know, right off the bat a lot of times. But, I mean, we can't, we can't voice that because ain't nobody gonna, ain't nobody gonna try to hear it. I mean, I get, I, I, you know, me and you talked about it, I've been accused of being racist several times when I help my friend up there at his little biscuit shop in the mornings. And I'm not trying, I'm not racist. I mean, I'm so I'm, you know, I may look like it. I'm six foot three, grown white male with mm-hmm. a beard. I probably do fit what the media puts out there is what everybody sees is a racist. But mm-hmm. it's just people are so quick to judge on on things that just because of where we're from, we're from the south, so everybody's oh, you're from the south, that's over the racist. You know I mean, just that's that's like becoming the new norm, and it's so it's so far not true. Well. I think that as a, a stereotype, that is certainly true. But with Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene is making some very specific comments here that are very hard to discredit or just sort of disabuse of that notion. So, like, you know, during a congressional hearing, she said that, you know, many Americans believe that, you know, we're um, replacing national-born, um, native-born Americans to permanently transform the uh, landscape of the U.S., which is suggesting that we're bringing in immigrants to transform the country, to push other people out and to basically take everything from everybody that's here. And, um, and there, there are a lot of problems with this outside, but I, you know, I I think with her, she's like going on record to say a lot of these things. And um, I'll be honest, I, you know, I find it pretty problematic because, you know, it's, it's number one, I don't think it's true necessarily. And number two, one of the great things about America is when you have all these different immigrant groups coming in, it does change us. And it, but I think it changes us for the better. You have different points of view, different perspectives. You have different attitudes. You know, being from New York, I got to see this um, firsthand. You live with it all the time. You have groups here, groups there. They they change culture. You. I always said you most notice this in food. You have different restaurants all over the place, but that's just the most visible aspect of it. And you have problems. New York is not perfect. I'm not saying that, you know, there, there is a lot of tension. But, you know, but you know, her comments and this idea of the American First Caucus, I find to be a bit problematic because it really does denigrate immigrants and other groups at this other expense. So now, she after firestorm of criticism, she did... Walk it back. I don't know, uh, you know, if she is going to pursue it in the future, if she's going to pursue it with different language, but it, it definitely was uh, pretty alarming. I'm sure she'll have to change the language around now that it's been out there and, and, and deemed that. But I mean, you know, well as I know, there's nothing going to happen in the in the, car, in the government that we have now. Like, I mean, I don't see anything happening. Yeah, the yeah, I don't, I don't think there's going to be any sort of meaning. I mean, in the America First agenda, there's really nothing wrong. I mean, we're trying to keep America first. I mean, we do a lot for you know the immigrants as a country, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I think uh, we could do a lot more for our own people, Americans in general. That's all Americans than we do. But you know, America, people come to America because America is different. It's not. We're not the same in, across the country, you know, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of America. Well, you know something? I'm going to give you another issue that I have with it that I think is sort of inherent to what you said. Like the 
when immigrants come to the U.S. for the first generation, maybe even the first generation, maybe even a bit into the second generation, they retain a lot of a lot of the culture from the country that they come from, which they do sort of pass on. But they they eventually do become Americans, and their kids are definitely Americans. And I'll give you a good example. So, um, you know, after uh, Vietnam. A, a, there's a large number of refugees and, and people from Vietnam came to the U.S. and southern, uh, settled in Southern California. And you, you have to ask the people who came over specifically how they feel about being American, whether they're American. So, you know, those are some questions for them. But one thing I can definitely say is that their children who are born here, uh, who, you know, are raised, born in the U.S., brought up in American schools, go to college, and eventually go out into the workplace, um, and, are, and are, you know, U.S. citizens because they're, they're born here, so they're native U.S. citizens, you know, I would argue uh, are just as American as you or I, and, or anybody Anglo-Saxon that Marjorie Taylor Greene is referring to. And I think that when you say America first and you prioritize Anglo-Saxon ancestry, you, you kind of set it up to be exclusive and you exclude everybody. So, you know, you could have an immigrant from any country in the world. You know, the, I, I, I personally would argue that, you know, any immigrant that comes, that goes ahead and takes the nationalization process and becomes a U.S. citizen, I go, would go ahead and argue that they are just as American as you or I. The only reason that I leave it open to them is because I don't want to put words into their mouth or place something on them that they don't feel about themselves. But again, like I said, their kids definitely are. And that's, I think that that's what's problematic with, uh, among many things, that's problematic with Marjorie Taylor Greene's position is that it, you know, it just, it assumes that if you're American, you're, you're basically white and Anglo. And, um, you know, there are a lot of different variations on that. So, see what I'm saying? Well, well I, I look at it, I think she's talking about the, the amount of illegal immigrants that come in how we cater to them more than we do the American people. I don't think it's the, the ones that are going through the system who become legal citizens in the yeah, I mean, that's They're Americans. They do it the right way. They're Americans. It's the ones who try to get through the system is what is alarming. And that's, that's what I take out of the America first is to make it harder for the illegal ones to come in and get all the free stuff that our government gives when we don't even give that to the American people, the ones who did do it right, is what I'm taking out of it. I, I, hear, what, I hear what you're saying, and I have, to, I have to admit, I think that that is the sort of, how can I say it, best case scenario, but I, I don't know that this is what she's advocating necessarily. And again, to be fair, a lot of Republicans did come out and say that this, you know, that they did condemn this and said that they do not support this. So, uh, you know, I don't want to. You know I don't even listen to the ones who condemn and don't condemn because I, be, I really truly believe deep in my heart that they're just doing that for a vote. Mm-hmm. On both, this is on both sides of the table here. Because the Democrats do it too, but, you know, if one of them does something, the other one, I don't know, you know, a lot of that stuff now is just baloney to me. They just say that stuff to be saying it because they, they want to vote. I don't think they really mean it. Well, do you think that 
uh, Republicans like secretly support this, and or do you think that the ones who came out against it really do believe that? No, you'll never know. I mean, they're gonna keep their mouth shut now mm-hmm. just because of the whole, you know, mm-hmm. backstory of it. Now, I mean, you'll never hear. It'll be crickets on this for a while. Well, well, the thing, the thing I would say though, is just I urge you and just just everybody, you know, when you hear America First, do do a little digging and see if the if there's a little more to it you know what i mean if it's just strictly about you know this this idea that america should be strong or if there's some other stuff uh going on because with marjorie taylor green it definitely seems like it is and she's she's has a history of saying a lot of this stuff too this is not this didn't just come out of um you know left field she didn't just posit this overnight you know what i'm saying so you know um my america first agenda is if you're trying to do it the right way you're, you know, you may not have the title of American, but you're you're on the way, and that they could be considered in that America First agenda too. The ones who are on the way, who's doing it legally, it's the ones who are cheating the system and cheating the ones that are trying to do it legally, and are cheating the ones that have done it illegally. I mean, that have done it legally. Mm-hmm. They're cheating them too. Plus, they're cheating all the Americans that are in here, and but yet our government will still cater to them Yeah, I you know I have to look at the immigration numbers. I actually read one. I, I read this very briefly, so I haven't had a chance to really research it. But one thing that Biden did, one continuation of Trump's policies that Biden is going to continue is he's keeping the number of refugees that come into the country each year low. At If I'm not mistaken, it was 15,000. And I don't have details on this. I'm going to uh, research it. Maybe I'll follow up next week. But, you know, with everything going on uh, around the world, this is actually one of the things that I, um, I disagree with Biden on. I think he should raise the cap. And I think that there's a lot going on between Syria, between some of the stuff in Africa, between some of the gang violence, you know, in, in Central and South America. You know, this is one of the things I'm you actually know, surprised. You know what he's going to say? He can't raise it during the pandemic. Yeah, I have to. I have to you know, I, I really wish I had done a little more um, reading on it before we started talking uh, because it is it is now suddenly relevant to this conversation. Uh, but I don't know how long that's going to... I don't know if that's just for this year, if, if that's for 2022 as well, or what. But, um, yeah, so... I know what will happen when 2022 comes up and folks are going to be looking for votes. They're going to be doing all kinds of stuff. That's why I don't think they run this country off of, can I get a vote for this if I do this versus what's what's good for this country. Mm-hmm. All right. But America's different. We've always been different. We're different all the way around this country. Mm-hmm. Each state is different. There's no two states that are the same. True. True. No. Let me let me ask you a question, just in general and informally. You know, you don't need any statistics for this, but do is it diverse down in Lagrange and like the surrounding area? Uh, yeah. Okay. And do you have a lot of do you have a lot of immigrants, or you know, what, what what's kind of the, the the makeup of the families down there? Here in Lagrange, yeah, we have quite a bit of immigrants now that you know this key is supplier 
you know, these king of cars get built here. So there's a lot of, I mean, I'm going to say within the last 12, 15 years, there's a lot more Koreans mm. in the Grange area just because they come over here to work at the Kia plant. I mean, the Kia plant's huge. Oh, it's, oh how, how so, close are you to the Kia plant? How close am I? Yeah. Um, 25, 30 minutes. Oh, okay. In, my, my wife drives by. My wife drives by every day going to work. So. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't actually. I didn't. Yeah, there's, know. A lot, there's a lot of Korean immigrants. You know, they come over here and work, and then uh, they, like there's a kid that plays brick ball with us. He's not on my team. He's on a friend of mine's team. Mm-hmm. He's over here. He's only. He, that's what he, he told me. He said he's got two more years, and then he has to go home. You know, mm-hmm. he's going back to Korea. So they're a little kid. They're only here for you know however many years they can work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we see a lot of that and then you know it's it's your typical you know we have our Mexicans and Guatemalans and uh, white black I mean there's there's some Asian you know mm-hmm. we're pretty pretty diverse we got a pretty good diversity mm-hmm. I would say interesting yeah we actually have a Actually, a huge Korean population here in LA. I used to live right next to Koreatown, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't we don't have it like you mm-hmm. y'all have it over there for sure. Yeah, and the I I once read I'm I'm not sure uh, it's true. I read this many years ago that actually LA has the largest Korean population outside of Korea, which is interesting. So, but uh, okay, interesting. Cool. All right. Well. That was on the Republican side. Now we can go ahead and move on to the Democratic side. So, yep. who is the? I was going to ask you about the uh, the news on Congressman Maxine Waters in California. All right. So about all her her speeches that she's given to her people. So I have I have only had a chance to read about this quickly, and it's just the news is still pretty new. It just broke. It looks like within the last twenty four hours or so, maybe a little bit more. But Maxine Waters did say some very inflammatory things. She said, "Let me. I want to make sure I'm reading the right one. I hope we get a verdict that says guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we cannot go away. We have to stay on the street. Uh, we get more active, and we've got to get more confrontational. We got to make sure that they know that we mean mean business. Yeah, I, and I I gotta say that it's, it's pretty irresponsible. I know that there are." A lot of passions around the um, trial of uh, Derek Chauvin right now, as there should be. But no, we don't need people inflaming the situation. And again, I, I believe that Biden came out and urged urged calm, but uh, you know Maxine Waters is is not doing anyone. I mean, this, any ain't, this ain't her first time. I mean, she's the one that when old Sarah Huckabee got confronted at that restaurant with her family. She's the one that, you know, come out and said, yeah, we need to be, you know, basically harassing all these Republicans when they're out, you know, doing their thing. So she's had, this is, this ain't the first time she's done that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate at all. And she shouldn't have said that either. She shouldn't have said that either. I think that, um, the, you know, that's, that's when, that's when, that's when you can tell when someone lets politics take their life over I mean that's her whole life is just politics now yeah there's no there's no core American left in that that's just pure politics coming out yeah I don't I know she's she's unfortunately um, she's one of the people in the Democratic Party that I find myself disagreeing with I mean maybe I disagree with her on some policies but I definitely do not agree with her the methods and I certainly do not agree with her methods 
here in another, these tournaments. Another reason why they should have term limits. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because let me let me I'm going to look her. She's been, um, she's been in office for a while. Let me see, Maxine Waters. Oh, she's been in there for a good while. She has been in office f- since 1991. I mean, she's, 80, she's 82 years old. Huh? Yeah, she. Well, I mean, what, mm-hmm. what? What? I mean, she needs to be peeling apples and watching soap operas and enjoying some retirement. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need to be enticing anything. Other than, you know, what are we doing in the next hour? And actually, yeah, she, she's, um, oh, her district is uh, just south of me, as a matter of fact. So it's yeah, about a ten minute drive for me. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I agree. She, she's the kind of person that I think term limits would do well for. I can't speak to the rest of her record, but how yeah. Long, how, how long did you say she's been? She's been in since ninety three. Ninety one. Ninety one. Ninety one. Thirty years. Thirty years. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I, I really, I think I mean, that, I mean, that's a lifetime for a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. that's a lifetime for some folks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that, um, I think Democrats should all condemn this. And, you know, if there is indeed a not guilty verdict for Derek Chauvin, there's going to be, w- without her comments, it would be very, very, very hot. But I think that her comments would incite it. And I don't think that they are. Um, helpful, and I, I think that you know, I, I I'll be I'll be honest with you. I think that Donald Trump's comments ahead of the Capitol storming on January sixth were incendiary and the height of irresponsibility. And I, I think that we need to call it out uh, by all parties. And I think Maxine Waters uh, made a mistake, and she should walk her comments back and not say anything like that in the future. I mean, Trump got impeached for, for what he did. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, you know if. If and I'm not from now, let me let me I'm gonna I'm gonna let me qualify my words right here before I speak. If and this is a big 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 if, if they are able to connect her words to the direct violence, then perhaps something similar should be done. But again, I keep that as a big if. I'm not saying right now that they should do it because I don't have all the facts in front of me. You know what I mean. And I, there hasn't been a big outburst of um, violence in response to the trial. I mean, yeah. you can't, I mean any, any violence that's done after the fact that she says something, you can't pin all of that on her because every individual yeah. has their own willpower to not do what, I mean, if she tells me to go jump off a bridge that's 100 foot tall, I'm not jumping off mm-hmm. the bridge. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. That's the same with what they were saying about Trump. Just because what he says, you still have your own power to not do it mm-hmm. so if you do it anyway then it's just dumb on you I half agree with that I think I think in essence you're you're definitely right and the um, you know the the people who did storm the Capitol on January 6th when they're in court they can't say you know Donald Trump made me do it and then get off like no 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 and same same with these um, protesters yeah. but you know but but I do think it, when when our leaders call for violence and call for for things that go beyond the or actions that go beyond the democratic process, I do think that they should be held to account. And if let's just say, for argument's sake, the verdict comes back not guilty and there are horrible riots um, all over Minneapolis, I don't think Maxine Waters should go to jail for that by any means. But let's just say, let's let's say this. Let's say 
the verdict comes back not guilty and she gets up and says something even crazier, then, um, you know, she should be held to account by her colleagues in the House. You know what I mean? So, again, and none of the, the protesters should be able to say, well, Maxine Waters told me to do it and have that as an excuse. But, you know, there's we, we do have to stand up against the violent language because, you know, and especially especially from politicians, because, uh, you know, I think it's a real slippery slope when you know, somebody calls for violence and we let that go because, you know, it just escalates. It just, it, it just moves on to the, it moves, it goes up and up and up and up and up and up and up. And pretty soon you got people fighting in the streets and yeah, it can get really, really, really bad. Like I say, I always, I always say this on this podcast, you and I have seen Fallujah and, you know, my biggest fear in the entire world is that something like that happens here. And if you oh, have... It's, it's happening. Yeah, let's and let's let's. Well, it's not as bad as Fallujah. I mean, it could. Well, I mean, we got yeah. we got grass and trees. Oh yeah. They yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Everything in between that, we're just, we're there. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy in some of those cities. You see it on TV. Mm-hmm. Just like it on TV. Yeah, it's uh. So we're hoping we're hoping fingers crossed. Now, hopefully, by the time we post this, our listeners and maybe ourselves, maybe we'll know. And it is very much my hope that, regardless of the um, I mean, verdict, what's, what's that guy getting? I mean, how many like you said it went towards the jury? I haven't been following that trial mm-hmm. at all, so I don't know too much about it. But you said how many things are up for guilty or not guilty? I don't. I guess different charges is there. I I don't know the exact charges. I believe he's going up for first or second degree murder I'm not entirely sure uh, I, I also don't know why he didn't plead it down but I obviously wasn't there I know nothing about that so uh, maybe they maybe they didn't offer him a plea deal I think that would have been the easiest on everybody but I, I'm not sure so the uh, you know a, a million one things could happen it could they could find him not guilty they could or maybe find him guilty of a lesser offense or or they could just uh, straight up find him guilty too i mean i you know looking at that video he looked pretty fucking guilty and i don't know if that's not murder then i don't really know what is but uh, you know i i I don't think that um uh, the violence is going to necessarily and i would and I, i will say this too i will say this too if he is found not guilty, I will absolutely understand everybody's anger at the situation, and I think they're completely justified in being angry. I just don't, you know, want to see it spiral off into to more violence. You know what I mean? So let's keep our fingers crossed and let's hope we got. Um, I've have you ever served on a jury? No, no, I had uh, I got called for jury duty when I lived in California when I was in the when I was in the Marines living out there, mm-hmm. and I. Uh, because my dad and mom sent me the letter that come to the in the mail telling me to report uh-huh. or call this number. So I called that number and told them that I was in the military and I was living in California, so I couldn't report. And I think they just, I don't know if they just took me off because I've never, never been asked again since then. Hmm. Well, if, if you ever get a chance, go and do it. I did it once and I sat in for a full trial and... Um, it was really, really interesting, and we ended up having a hung jury. He was this guy was on had two counts. We had a hung jury. We convicted him of one. Oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. We acquitted him of one, and we I wanted to convict him. Me and ten other 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 jurors wanted to convict him, 
but there were two holdouts and we had a hung jury and these um like there were 10 of us and none of us were moving like we were we were all set and we just didn't do it and he got and the dude I can honestly say the dude got a fair trial cuz we really worked hard to get to the end we we couldn't do it so you know there's after sitting in a jury uh, you know, it's easy for me to say uh, they should convict this motherfucker because that, that, the video sure looked like it. But who knows? You get just one or two people on that jury who who thinks otherwise and you get a hung jury or you get... I, I, I mean, I can't see him acquitting the guy, but yeah, you never know. You never The, the prosecutor could botch it up and before you know it, you got, you know, you got a ride on your hands. So it's a tough... It is a tough, tough, tough situation. I will definitely say that. And tough for everybody involved, so... Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's why them lawyers get paid the big bucks. They do, they do, they do indeedy. And getting, getting, getting yeah, rich. Court marshals, by the way. Mm-hmm. Most legal thing I've ever said in on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you said in on one? Yeah, I had to sit in on one. Oh, interesting. Are you are you able to share it? Oh, uh, it was just about uh, one of the Marines' kicking another Marine when we were overseas. Oh. He got court martial for Oh, interesting. And he was, he, I guess he fell asleep on guard, and I guess bullying or hazing, they were getting him with court martial. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I was basically a character witness. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did get to sit in on the whole thing. Yeah, interesting. Well, I encourage you or. Uh, anyone else who's listening to this, if you get called for jury duty, don't do the, oh, I got to go sit and do jury duty. Go and do it. It was fun as hell, and I learned a lot about the legal system. And the one thing I learned about, whenever you are talking to the police, if it's got anything to do with you, you keep your mouth shut, and you ask for a lawyer. And that is it. So, <laughs> all right. All right, well... So that's it. So we have, I'm sure we can, every couple of months, we'll be able to do a similar episode where we go ahead and we talk about politicians who say crazy stuff. So that should about do it. Harpo, you got anything else to say before we wrap it up? No, man, that's it. All right. And let me just say that, uh, just repeat what I said earlier. You know, I hope that everything stays safe, and I hope we don't get violent regarding the uh, outcome of this trial of uh, Officer Chauvin. The um, he did a pretty awful and despicable thing, and tensions are really, really running high. And I ask our all of our political leaders to act responsibly, speak responsibly. I ask everybody to act responsibly and and speak responsibly because the next couple of days are going to be difficult ones for the country. So, all right, but. But and also hope Harpo that tomorrow you have another beautiful day down in the Grange. I do hope so. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be. Good, good. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so very much for listening. We really enjoyed speaking to you, and we'll see you next week on another episode of America.com. <laughs>